Hey, Chris, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. You enjoying uh, uh enjoying Valentine's Day? Uh, yeah, <laughs> working for the band and uh, promoting. Yeah, uh, but I love it. Yeah. Yeah, my girlfriend just came home, so we're gonna have a have a nice evening afterwards. So, right, no stress, mind, no stress. But with that in mind, and I will keep this brief so you can enjoy the rest of your evening. And thank you so ah, much for taking don't, the don't time. Worry. Well, thank, but don't still, worry. thank you so much for taking the time to speak to me. Um, I know it's a very busy period for you. How is everyone and half me doing at the moment? As we are literally days away from the release of the debut album, Soma. Uh, it's it's like everyone is on a different stage, uh, extinguishing fires and uh, <laughs> uh, doing doing uh, their jobs. Um, it's 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 quite uh, busy at the moment. I think the most busiest uh, and most efficient time we have uh, we had in a long time, and it's exciting. It's it's it, it feels scary. It feels uh, yeah like a big adventure. Um, and we're really happy to release the album end of the week. At this stage, when we are so close, um, you talk about having you know scary times, anxiety, and stuff like that. But is there a, are you at this stage as well where you just want it out? Like you've waited so long, the music's been made, and you probably listened to it more times than you would ever want to. You just yes. want it out. I just want it to be out. Uh, usually, when a release is out. Uh, Two days or three days after the release, I I, I re-enjoy the songs. I, I I tend to um begin to enjoy the songs again. Like until the release, you really really hate it. You you just hear it over and over and over. If you you really have just the like business kind of things on mind and all the parameters that are linked to to the release and after the release is done everyone really can enjoy the song after after that moment it really feels like a relief and like the the i don't know the english word when when, when you pop a champagne bottle and the, yeah the, celebration the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and the relief is there of course, I mean, absolutely. Uh, and particularly, you know, it's the, dare I say, the boring part of the business, as you say, this this build towards a release that can be in quite slow, the drip feeding of content that you have to do online and be in social media and stuff like that, as well as the promotion of things like this, talking in interviews and all that. Yeah. Overall, has this process, from the point it really got started to now, been enjoyable for you? Um, absolutely. Um, we've been a band that did all those things themselves from the beginning. Um, we have a we have a guy in the band that is a freelance marketer. I'm a free, free, freelance videographer. Um, we have a guy that um, is really specialized in, produ in producing stuff. So we've been in this kind of situation even before the album and before the label. So we're pretty used to doing it all by ourselves. But nevertheless, it's uh, still stressful. It's more stressful when you have a 10-track album. Um, it's a lot more to consider. It's a lot more to to have in mind. But mm. overall, I think it's 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 enjoyable. I I, I mean, um, working on the art, but not working like creatively on the art is is just another way of like being a musician, being a in a, in a project, and when you really work together with your friends on a project you love, I think uh, whatever the work is, it's it's enjoyable. 
That's good to hear. And it's fascinating as well, because half me barely got started before the world shut down. Yeah. How how much of an effect did the difficulties of the past few years have on the early growth of half me? And were you able to overcome them? I mean, of course, we're here now. So clearly you did overcome them. But was there any stage, particularly when you just got started, you thought, OK, this isn't going to work out. We have no idea when the world is going to get back to normal. What do we do? Um, I think there are two sides uh, to consider there. Um, on the one hand, the lockdown really pushed us into being more DIY, being more self-efficient uh, and self-productive. Um, on the other hand, things like live concerts, being on tour, being like in different parts of the state and stuff, and those things really... Uh, we, we missed those things uh, in the beginning. And now we're like on a stage where some bands really had their, they, they grinded their horns. It's it's a thing in, in Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, um, when we are like a, a, an online internet band that now gets on tour and gets to have regular concerts. And that feels still a bit weird. I mean, we all, we were all in bands before and yep. we all experienced in being live but not live together as this group as much. Uh, we had a tour last year that really formed us and uh, really got us in the direction we want to be. But I think the lockdown really prevented us from having that direction uh, on, on the early stage. Oh, so going back to that tour from last year, you, you say that that's where you really connected. Was that the moment then, would you say, you thought, okay, yes, half me is going to work. We're all feeling really good and it's definitely got a forward, a forward, a future. I think it took two or three concerts to be really um, to be really comfortable on stage together to know how the other guys are, are on stage and mm. how to react and to interact on stage. Um, but after the tour, we really got connected even more. Yeah, well, that's good. That's good. Well, take me back then to the early days of Soma, in particular, uh, your vision. What vision did you have for the album? What did it look like? And was it clear? From the start what you wanted to do um when i think back to the beginning of soma i think that we had something in mind but not something that could be described as a particular particular vibe um we wanted to be really dynamic wanted to be like really experimental not ex- as experimental as being like drama bending and um being really out of the box we we wanted to have a really good mm. fundament a really good a really well crafted album but when i mean experimental i mean we didn't knew which direction we wanted to go in in the beginning and tried different types of feelings for each and every song um, Chris was missing now, our singer, um, also did the lyrics in that way that every song has a particular story of um, paranoid schizophrenia. And every song tries to be different from another. And that's what I mean when I say experimental. Mm. But overall, I think I think that's my, my credo. I think um, when you write really, when you really write songs that you really love and you really grind those songs to the core that you really think they're perfect now i think that's enough of making it your own you know if you 
you you don't have to force anything when you when you like it as you have with your taste i think that's direction enough to be special enough but of course i mean that's just one part of the bigger picture because it's so many analytical edges and touches that need to be yeah. done as you work your way to it and obviously it's a long process so along yeah. the way were there any specific moments that you can point to that influenced the direction of the album, either in a positive way or a negative way? Mm, I think there were many. Um, I think the first one is we were a band that just really singles, not like LPs with multiple tracks to it. Mm -hmm. That was a different, different uh, challenge because uh, now you have a 10 track album that really needs to connect needs to be production wise equally and uh that was different i think uh for me as the instrumental songwriter i think we had a workshop um with lee albrecht from holofront um and he uh, taught me some things to consider about songwriting that i never thought of oh really um but but that's more more technical that's not like uh in the overall scheme, mm. overall scheme. Um, but I think when it comes to the album, we because the lyrics are really specifically um, tied to schizophrenia, to mania, to mental illness, I think we all agreed on um, the point that we are not experts on this level. I mean, our basis is a psychologist, he has to deal with this stuff every day, but we mm. didn't want to um, portray the theme of mental illness as we are the safe haven or we know the we know the um, we know the truth. We know how to resolve this. We know how to fix this. Uh, we just wanted to to spot a light on it. We wanted to have it as a theme because we think. Aesthetically, it fits the sound and the yeah and the production we go we go for. Um, I think that's a big part because we we see the album as a work of art and not as mm. a mission or like a more moral kind of thing. We just want to have a really good album that really connects with, with people, live, uh, smashing their heads, having fun with it, and everyone can interpret um, the songs as they wish. Yeah, I think that's really important. But it, it, what you said there is something I think actually comes through strongly. As you said, it's not about being an expert or expert on mental health and mental um, illness and stuff like that. It's your opinion, it's your uh, feeling, shared experiences, as it were. But mm -hmm. that is still an incredibly difficult subject to talk about to you know create an album around did you have a large pool of songs to draw from or was it quite clear cut the the 10 um i mean we had a lot of ideas of songs a lot of unfinished songs when we started um but in the end i think it was a really clear cut uh, after after we've we've been finished um and it took it took a long time to really write those songs to to the end and be finished and uh yeah we, we didn't have a big pool of uh, finished songs to to put into the album well i've heard the album uh we've written a review <laughs> and recorded a video review and think it's uh it's an amazing piece of work it really is an absolute stunner and it's going to uh really blow people away 
appreciate well, it. <laughs> the wider, no problem. The wider audience uh, has already obviously heard songs with the singles released so far. Ha considering the extremely positive reaction to those singles, does that help kind of ease your mind into how the full album is likely to be received? Because people seem to be loving what you're doing. Um, I think that there are also two coins, to, uh, uh, two sides to, of the coin. Never mind, let me. <laughs> there, there are two sides uh, to consider there. And yeah. uh, the one is, um, yeah, we we are a newcomer band. We are really fresh to the label. We we are making first experiences. And of course, we are dependent on like the outer, the external view of our songs and the people who love it and the, the feedback. Um, on the other side, um, we kind of, uh, it got easier to to think about numbers and um, like feedback and stuff um, because we we evolved to seeing the album as our our approach to have a, our approach mm -hmm. of a good album and we just want people to experience it and if they enjoy it. That's lovely. We we love that. It, it warms the heart when we see mess messengers from like like all over the world um, and giving us feedback. And if not, then that's also okay. I mean, that's that's part of the business. Uh, we can't uh, we we can't soothe everyone, and we just want to have uh, a good album for ourselves and for yeah. those, for the people who love it. As well. Yeah, ultimately, as long as you're happy, that is the most important thing of all. Uh, you can't please everybody. Um, it'd be impossible to do that. Um, but I do, like I said, I do think it's going to please a lot of people. But I am wondering, yeah. is there a specific track on the album for you that you're most intrigued for people to hear because it might mean something more to you, it might resonate differently to you that hasn't been released yet that you're quite interested to hear the reaction to? Um... I think our focus single that will be released with the album that comes on, on Thursday, the video will come and on Friday uh, will be on the album um, because it has a not really metalcore vibe to it. It's really different different from, from that kind of perspective. And uh, I think it was the first one we, we wrote for the album and kind of... Uh, was also the foundation of everything and uh, is considered lyrically also the finale of uh, of the album. So uh, like for the video, it all connects there and mm. uh, it it makes sense when you when you have the video and the the lyrics with those with this song when you look back to the other song. So like ties up really neatly, and I'm I'm happy to see the feedback on that. Oh, I can't wait to see it. Amazing. Didn't, didn't know there was a video coming out that soon. That's uh, just before. That's amazing. Um, is that an area you've enjoyed to work in Soma? Uh, that kind of thing, doing videos, um, particularly now as well with backing of a label? Um, for me, it was a new experience to have a budget. That was really new. Um, <laughs> because normally normally we, we paid out of our own pockets and now we had a budget and could hire actors, could hire equipment, locations mm. and stuff. Um, that was different. Uh, it was a great time for me to evolve as a videographer and evolve with my profession. Um, and also for me as a songwriter, it was a really huge step 
to to write a whole album. And as I said earlier, it's it's just different than just being on one single for three months. Of course, doing you have the time of your life, um, <laughs> and now you have a deadline with ten tracks. It's 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 different, but it um, really helped me as a as an artist in that way to really to really grow. I'd imagine not just you as well, but as a group, because would you say, considering you're still so early into your careers, you're still learning just who and what half me is as individuals and as unit? Um, it's it's kind of, it, it was challenging at times, um, also because uh, now half me is not just a weekend project uh, where mm. you where you have a rehearsal room, uh, drink some beers together and have fun. Now it is tied to uh, deadlines, to budgets, to meetings and stuff. So that was a big uh, switch for everyone. Um, for me, it's a bit easier because I'm a freelancer. I can shift my hours as I want to. Um, but for other guys who are like uh, restrained, um, it was a bit different. But it also made the work more efficient because now we have like responsibilities for each and every direction for audio or video for interviews and stuff and um also for for us as friends i mean the tour was was the highlight for us as mm. friends it really connects us together when you really sweat together and really work together through those challenges and uh, through those big mountains of work when when you when you start and when you finish you really really can enjoy that but also um i think there's always because when you grow i think there's always the um the mission and the goal to be better better with every release that's where i really uh thankful for my for my boys because when i when i do a video and export it and there's they're still critical even if it's better than the last one it's still critical they still want to be uh better and better and better and i think that that really pushes when it's when it's like a on a friendly comp competitive and like you know friendly criticism that's that's okay the, well the, i guess the day you stop caring about that or uh, not being interested in it's probably the day you'd hang up your instruments really yeah yeah i mean i mean it's 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 taunting it's the other word uh it's it's uh it's easy to be to relax on the level you are because you know uh, when when you're on a certain level I think the attention and the feedback that comes with it is is always on a certain level. But um, the boys really taught me to focus on art, to focus on like the production process, and uh, that really helps. It really has been an incredible journey. Say those early singles kind of set the foundation, the stronger foundation to what Half Me is as we talk days just before the release of the album. Of course, signing to Rising Empire, huge deal. Uh, congratulations on that's incredible, but also the overwhelming positive reception that is coming from uh, across the entire world. For you personally, can you identify what 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 you think makes means Half Me resonates with people across the world oh across the world um it's difficult to say when it comes from your own computer and you're like your when, when it comes out of you and you you have to you have to explain why it's why it's resonating um i mean 
maybe because we are not really tied to like a specific genre in that matter um we have a lot of different influences we we tend to um sometimes lean in hardcore sometimes lean in new metal sometimes mm. have electronics sometimes really be just metal uh riffing and maybe that's one point um another point is maybe we always try to uh, also when we shoot videos we always try to shoot with an international look um sounds a bit a bit weird but we always try to um avoid being locally and regionally and nationally tied to a kind of location and look or uh, that kind of thing which may makes it maybe easier for other countries to to join in because in my experience german bands really dig on the german vibe you can spot german bands when you're from germany um pretty pretty quickly and and that's what i always wanted to avoid uh, which which is not nothing bad but um of course it's just just it's just a just a vibe that i don't really personally linked to and we always wanted to avoid that i really like that uh because you're saying that you know i picture your pictures and the music and i think well if i didn't know that you were from germany and you were a german uh metal melting pot as it were would i eat would i easily be able to identify it, where, where where you're based and I, I don't think i would yeah and also um we had that question in another uh interview it was um why we don't um like perform in German or write in German. Right. Um, because there, there are bands that do that in German and there are also bands in Germany that are internationally like successful, like consumer or like electric cobra and stuff. No, electric cobra is, is English, but um like Rammstein or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um and I think the answer for us was that it feels more like a project to us when we can disconnect through the barrier of language and sometimes when you when you hear german vocals you have to be really really artsy and really off the ground to, mm. to enjoy that because german language is so direct and so literal um that we kind of choose uh, or chose to to be in english um to avoid that it's you know english being what it is it's more universal as well you know uh american audience can pick it up and listen to it across the entire world i mean because then you, you go to the language where you just start asking the well, world why don't you do versions that are in spanish because that's a heavily spoken all around the world of french and stuff like that and it's, yeah. you know yeah i completely understand with the release of the album just a few days away then continues into the rest of the year, the next 10 months, and what we will hope will be a very, very continued busy year for you. But what is a realistic goal that you would like to achieve with Half Me this year? Um, for me personally, to release another LP, whatever length it has, like five track EP or more or less, um, to not stop the grind, to not stop the momentum it's a big uh it's a big goal <laughs> it's a lot of work uh tied to that um but that would be a goal for me i think for me personally um a big europe tour would be a big dream come true 
to see every big city in Europe and be able to say I, I was there, I've been there. Yeah. Um, for the other guys, there's also like US tour or Japan tour, a big dream um, to to uh, to have. And I think for us, the current uh, achievement we want to have is to be a really, really kick-ass support band. Not a big headline band. We want to want to really focus on being a support band first and uh, getting people hyped and to get their faces kicked on a concert and then enjoy the headliner. Any bill possible um, where, you know, an audience that has no idea what you're like, that's how you win over new fans. That's how yeah. they experience it and go, yes, this is for me. Yeah. Right, Chris, we enter a part of the interview now, the last segment that yeah. we call the random round. And it's a bunch of questions pulled from hundreds that can be silly, straightforward, or deep and meaningful. Let's go. It's random. So yeah. uh, these are the 10 that are for you. Answer them as quickly and sufficiently as you want. Oh, so yes, number okay. one, number one is your favorite personal bit of German cuisine. Uh, Semmelknödel, which is like a, a mashed potato kind of bread thing. You have to Google it to, I think, uh, fully understand it. But I think it's a Semmelknödel. It's from Bavaria. It's really delicious with but good sauce on it. That is the second time I've heard that in the last couple of weeks. And the other one wasn't from a German guy either, <laughs> but he brought that up and I had to Google it then and learned it from that. <laughs> yeah. It's really delicious, yeah. Uh, number two, what was your Metal Gateway album? The one that basically you look at and went, that started my love of heavy music. I think it was um, Bullet from a Valentine, The Poison. Wow, yeah. wow, amazing. I, re I, re I remember I saw all the things I hate on MTV in TV and I said to my dad, I need I need to have the, the album. And I wasn't really sure how metal they were because all the things I had is like the ballad and the most uh, chill song. Mm. And I remember when we put the CD in the uh, car, you, you have the intro with, I think, with strings and stuff. And then track two comes, which starts with a blast beat and with screaming. And I was so in shock. My dad like drove in the in the other <laughs> lane. But that I think that was, uh, yeah, quite a shocker, but it was a good shock for me. Incredible. I love it. I love it. I love it. Right. Number three, someone wants to know what Half Me sounds like. You have to play them one song. What is it? I think race. I think it has everything we stand for. Mm -hmm. All this song that comes now, but it's not now out yet. So, um, race. Still a good choice. Still a good choice. What's a horror movie that genuinely scared you? Oh, uh, unpopular opinion, but I'm not a big horror movie fan. Um, yeah. uh, I've been forced to see Hereditary and didn't feel not much because. It's not my kind of genre, um, but when I think back on movies that made me, oh Jesus, there's not there's not a lot that from the horror genre. Mm. Really, just think I'm thinking too long. Um, it's all right. Did you not what the? Uh, when you were younger, did you stumble across or ever oh. see some of the more classic ones? So, you know, Halloween, Exorcist, things like that. Did that have an effect on you? No, I'm, I'm, I was raised in a sci-fi environment. I had, like, Star Wars all over. Okay, well, what about a sci-fi movie? Because some of them can be terrifying for a kid. 
uh, terrifying. I think uh, I cried when um, in episode three all the Jedi's were, were killed uh, in the theater because I didn't see that coming because I couldn't link like episode three and four in that age together. And it Amazing. Was a, it was a quite shocker for me, yeah. Oh, yes, absolutely. Right, we're in a bar together. We're actually doing a Sydney bit of bar and I'm buying mm -hmm. some drinks. What are you ordering? Uh, whiskey sour, I think. Whiskey sour. Ooh, nice drink, nice drink. <laughs> Continuing the food one, what is the most indulgent thing you think you've ever eaten? You have to explain indulgence for me. Uh, rich, maybe costs a lot of money. Might be, oh. might be, yeah, it might be um, quite, uh, quite an acquired taste. Mm, I once ate African pearl chicken. That's the literal German translation. I think that's an there's, there's another name in English for that. Um, at a circus here in Germany, where you could eat like really fancy stuff, and you had like actors and like uh, kind of uh, yeah people flying over your head and stuff. That I think oh. that's I think that's indulging when you <laughs> the whole experience sounds yeah. indulgent. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I think this one might only apply if you've heard the album, but have you ever listened to Saint Anger by Metallica? Yes. Okay, then the question is, awful or misunderstood? Something in between. I think the approach was right to, to, to have a different kind of sound, but I think it was not really good ex executed. That is a very, very diplomatic answer. <laughs> What's a dream holiday destination you'd love to go one day? um i think top tier is iceland i just love north uh, the north and the cold and i think iceland is like on the top of this yeah my brother's been there and he said it's simply amazing yeah it's like out of this world hmm. a second last one have you ever experienced something unexplainable i mean i guess i just have to remember one something unexplainable I don't have anything on my mind at the moment. Yeah, I think when we think of the word unexplainable, we often attribute it to basically, have you seen a ghost? Have you seen an alien and stuff like that? I I mean, as a kid, I thought I had seen a ghost. I can remember mm. that. Um, it was, it, it gets a bit personal, but uh, my mom died when I was young. And um, when I was, six or seven um i was walking down the 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 living room to my to my to my uh to my own room and when i opened the door there was like a smush on my eyes that mm. looked like a ghost looking on my on my homework and making like this like 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 this gesture and that was like a Okay, that's my mom. That's my mom. Wow. Uh, like, uh, criticizing my homework. <laughs> <laughs> so that I think that's that's the moment. So that's incredible. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, yeah. really appreciate it. Yeah. No worries. And last but not least, then in just three words, describe Soma. Mm, dynamic. Mm. Okay, let me see. Dynamic, aggressive, and violent. 
I think those three words sum it up really, really nicely. <laughs> Throw in things like diverse as well, destructive, yeah. belligerent, exciting, interesting. Yeah. It is so mad. It is out yeah. on February 17th, literally days away. Chris, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I really thank appreciate it. I appreciate it too. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much for watching. If you liked what you saw, please help us out by giving us a thumbs up and hitting that subscribe button. If you really liked what you saw, consider donating to keep the website and channel running by buying us a coffee via our coffee page or picking up some merch from our big cartel store. You can check us out on gbhbell.com as well as via our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as listen to our interviews via SoundCloud, Apple Music, and Spotify. Just search for GBHBL. Games, horror, and heavy metal. What else is life for?